This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. All glory, Lord, and honor to Thee, Redeemer King, to whom the lips of children made sweet hosannas ring. Thou art the King of Israel, Thou David's royal Son, who in the Lord's name comes, the King and Blessed One. The company of angels are praising Thee on high, and mortal men and all things created make reply. The people of the Hebrews with palms before Thee went, our praise and prayer and anthems before Thee we present. Thee before thy passion they sang their hymns of praise to thee now high exalted our melody we raise thou didst accept their praises accept the praise we bring who in all good Good and gracious King. All glory, Lord, and honor to Thee, Redeemer King, to whom the lips of children made sweet hosannas ring. Blessed. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission. Perfect Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending bring form above. Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. 
praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with His goodness, lost in His love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Come, hear the word of God. We gather in this place to listen and learn. God reveals God's promises to us in sacred text. We respond by promising faithfulness to God. Well, welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Taig, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Taig, our musicians, to Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us at it by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Some announcements. Uh, next Sunday we'll be at Trinity at 9.30. would encourage you to come. On Saturday, December 2nd, Deronda will be having their Christmas Bazaar and they'll open the doors at 9 o'clock. On December 3rd, at 5 p.m., there'll be a chili supper and at 6 p.m. a program at Little Falls. It's called the Love Light event. And again, all are welcome to either of those events. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name 
your present location as the church. You may want to create a small worship space to enhance your worship experience. You may want to get a cloth, a candle, and a cross, and maybe have a Bible or Bibles for the kids so they can follow along with the scripture readings. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Now let's confess our sins and hear the words of forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another, God whose reign is just. We acknowledge that our actions and inactions have led to the oppression of our neighbors. We have willingly benefited from privileges that cause harm to others. We have failed to heed your call to lead them from a place of humility and to care for our communities in a way that makes it possible for all to flourish. Forgive us our fear of scarcity and love of power and keep us ever mindful of the needs of others. The reign of God has come near to you. In Christ Jesus, you are reconciled to God, and therefore God forgives us all our sins. Let God guide us to work for God's justice. Amen. We'll continue with the Gather Songs. The chimes of time ring out the news Another day is through Someone slipped and fell Was that someone you? You may have long for added strength Your courage to renew Do not be disheartened For I have news for you it is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. There is no night, for in his light you'll never walk alone. Always feel at home, wherever you may roam. There is no power can conquer you, while God is on your side. Just take him at his promise, don't run away and it is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. With arms wide open, 
he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of Thy name. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of canceled sin, he sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. Hear him, ye deaf, his praise ye dumb. Your loosened tongues employ. Ye blind, behold, your Savior come. And leap ye lame for joy. Glory to God and praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above, the church in earth and heaven. We continue with the litany. Imagine you have forgotten all about God. You remember the general idea, but not the meaning and purpose. You're going through the motions of your life. Everything is okay, you guess, but something is definitely missing. Then like King Josiah's high priest, Hilkiah, you discovered something that makes you remember. You experience all over again the promises of God's story. Your world is blown wide open and in a moment everything changes. It all makes sense. Life has meaning. This happens in big and little ways every day. To you, to me, to everyone. Transformation is possible. It is God's gift to all of us. Thanks be to God. Continue with the prayer of the day. God of covenant, let us never forget that you are our God and that you call us into loving relationship with you and with one another. Inspire us by your word to follow in your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may want to... Uh, We'd like to encourage you now to share the sign of peace where you either bless yourself or someone worshiping with you. Beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then you can add whatever you want to on that. 
At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. The first reading comes from 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter, verses 1 through 10, and 23, chapter 23, 1 through 3. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jediah, daughter of Ada and Zophah, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right or to the left. And in the 18th year of King Josiah, the king sent Zephah, son of Isaiah, son of Melusium, the secretary, to the house of the Lord. Go to the high priest, Hilkiah, and give him count entire number of money that has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the threshold have collected from the people. Let it be given into the hand of the workers who have the oversight of the house of the Lord. Let them give it to the workers who are at the house of the Lord repairing the house. That is, to the carpenters, to the builders, to the masons, and let them use it to buy timber and quarried stone to repair the house. But no accounting shall be asked from them for the money that is delivered into their hands, for they deal honestly. The high priest Hilkiah said to Sapha, the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Then Hilkiah gave the book to Sapha, he said, and he read it. And then Sepha the secretary, came to the king and reported to the king. Your servants have emptied out the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hands of the workers who have oversight of the house of the Lord. Sepha the secretary, informed the king. The priest, Hilkiah, was given me a book, and Sepha then read it aloud to the king. Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him went all the people of Judah, all inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book and all the people joined in the covenant. Here ends the reading. The Holy Gospel according to Luke chapter 24, verses 32 to 32. Glory to you, O Lord. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's time now to speak with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. Can you name any leaders that you know? Now, I was really thinking leaders could be maybe a teacher, maybe your pastor, maybe even the principal of your school. Think about those leaders. 
And what qualities would make a good leader? Can you think of some? Well, I thought of a few. A leader would have to be a good listener, have a good heart, be confident, a commander, a kind person. That sounds like some good qualities to have. But here's another question. How old do you think you need to be to be a good leader? Well, you know, in the reading I just read from 2 Kings, Josiah was only eight years old when he became a king. Now that's pretty young to be a king or a leader of his people. But the reading also told us that King Josiah reigned for 31 years in Jerusalem. That is really a long time. So Josiah must have been a good leader, don't you think? The story tells us that Josiah did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in all the correct ways, just as his father David did. And Josiah also made a covenant before God to always obey God and keep the Ten Commandments and do whatever God told him to do with all his heart and with all his soul. So you see, Josiah was a good leader because, well, he loved God and he did his best to do what was right. So, do you have to be old to be a good leader? No. Even kids can be leaders. You as a kid or any age person can, can lead. You can stand up for people, help younger people or younger kids learn to do things, offer to help whenever you can. There are just so many ways that you can lead even as a kid. Just think about it. Let us pray. Dear God, I'm just a kid, but I know that you love me, and I love you too, God, and I try to do my best. Help me to be a good leader no matter what I do. In your name, amen. of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. 
King Josiah, quite a story. Eight years old. I got a smile when Kathy and her children's sermon talked about how as little ones you can help younger ones learn. Actually today, uh, younger ones can teach us old timers how to work a computer or try to. They have a lot to teach us. So here Josiah at eight years old is starting to lead a nation. Pretty unbelievable. But we see some things that are, are good about Josiah living in a very hard time. And we are supposed to expect great things from King Josiah. It is possible that we are supposed to consider him something of a role model in a life of faith. The author of this text is very intentional and very constant in building Josiah's credibility. He comes from an important and noble lineage. His moral character is no notably high. He cares about the state of the temple and the well-being of the laborers who will restore it to its fullest glory. And in fear of judgment for Israel's transgressions, he calls his entire nation to a kind of repentance, a turning to life in and by the law of God. But ultimately, Josiah's efforts are not enough to deliver Jerusalem and Judah from judgment. The prophets inform the team of leaders working alongside King Josiah that God is planning to hold God's people accountable for years of betrayal, infidelity, and transgression. While this should sound discouraging to us, we need to remember that all of Josiah's efforts were not in vain. We also learn from the prophet that God notices the devotion of the love stemming from Josiah. God sees the Josiah's devotion. God recognizes that Josiah has internalized the law and the love of God. So God wants to be just as accountable to that love, that devotion, as God is to the lack of it. Sometimes in a life of faith, seasons of struggle are inevitable. No matter how hard we try to fend them off and no matter how purely rooted in love our intentions may be, there are major pieces of our circumstance that lie outside of our control. Here's a good use, good tie-in in our secondary text, the story of the road to Emmaus. So much of the good news that the apostles stumble upon is good news after the fact. The recognition of Jesus among them happened, what feels like, almost a little bit too late. But what the Spirit is telling us this morning is that no effort, no intention in faith is ever wasted. The love we feel for and show God moves God and shapes our relationship with God. It is valuable in its own right, but it also extends beyond itself and grows goodness even in times of hardship. Two men walking to Emmaus. They encountered the resurrected Lord. And what I really love about this story is they don't recognize him, but the way that Jesus takes them, not only through the news of the present day, but takes them back into the scriptures and tells them why all this had to happen. And as they're walking, they're asking questions and they're hearing him speak and they're starting to catch hold of something and something started to burn in their hearts because afterwards they say, didn't our hearts burn within us? 
You see, when the Word of God sets in our lives, maybe we start getting burning hearts. I wish I could say every Sunday morning that we gather together, that all of us would leave with burning hearts because we'd heard the Word and it sunk in deep and it gave us hope. It took away some of the fear, some of the discouragement of what's going on around in our world or in our own lives. The Word of God changes things. Oh, that we would have burning hearts. And as we come to communion, may we recognize Jesus in our midst again. You see, looking back at this, through the scriptures, it brings renewed hearts and it brings promises remembered that God has made and God has done to other people and how he has been faithful and consistent all through the ages. It is us that are struggling. It is us that are causing all the hurts and pain in our world. God continues to work through and for us, even when it gets to the end of life. Even as it gets to the time where we know that night is coming. In fact, Jesus uses that term, uh, night, when no one can work. But it's a, it's a word to us to remember that night does come. How do we deal with it? Again, from a, a devotional that I've been reading, it was fun to see where there is that sense of God's dealing with us in a whole different way. That when the darkness of the night does come, we see the star, the dawn star. You see, the disciples of Jesus were fishermen. They had often toiled through the night on the Sea of Galilee with only the stars to keep them company. Often they longed for the dawn. They would look for a coming of the day star. At last it would appear on the horizon. There was no mistake, mistaking, mistaking its brilliance. By the light of that star, they would make for shore and home. Many years later, Peter recalled those nights on the Sea of Galilee and likened them to his master, to that day star. When all around was dark, the star shone within his heart, a pledge and token of a greater light that was about to break. So Peter wrote in 2 Peter 1.19, until the day dawn and the day star arise in our hearts. Without departing from the sense and spirit of Peter's meaning, I think we can see richness of thought in that metaphor. The luminary comes over the horizon just before the sun is up, and although it may flame a while, its radiance is soon extinguished by the greater light of the sun. Similarly, says Peter, there can be such a star in the heart of every believer, which is the herald of a greater light. We know this is to be true. When all around is dark, the light of faith shines within, on dim. As the day star is the star of hope, so our belief in the Lord Jesus is the source of our hope. The Christian hope is not set upon worldly or trans transient things, 
but upon the sure mercies of God. In the life of society, there are calamities, the distress of nations, men's hearts failing them for fear. But the people of God, in that dread hour, refuse to be defeated and cast down. The Bible is constantly telling us that we must continue to the end and endure all things hopefully, for of a certainty God's dawn will break. Paul's star of hope never waned. As he revealed in his words, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. You see, the day star is not only a star of hope, but also a star of promise. As the day star promised a new dawn, so the star in the heart of a, is a promise of the certainty of God's day of the victory of light over darkness, good over evil, love over hate. It is Christian men and women of every age in periods of darkness and despair who have refused to be defeated, while people all around them despair of humanity. Christians believe in the promises of God and have the stars shining in their hearts. In every age, the pessimist has given up to despair the prophets of doom are still with us, but men and people of God, star, God's star in their hearts, know that the future is God's. The day star is also a star of assurance. When the day star appears, one knows that day is at hand. Likewise, our faith in our Lord gives us assurance, which is as a star in the heart. And that assurance is the certainty of immortality. It is faith in our Lord Jesus Christ that gives us this assurance. He who has lighted the million stars that shine in the sky at night and has given to the sun its glory is also the light that lighteth everyone that cometh into the world. From him we receive the light of assurance. If we but trust him, for he is all that we need. He is both the morning star and the dawn. And his benefit his rays can dispel all doubt and despair and kindle within us that assurance which recreates with in our hearts the peace of God. The promise given to him that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end. Those words or this part was given by a sermon by Ernest Edward Smith from Omaha, Nebraska. We need to remember there's a light that shines in us, that we all are a sermon today. We all have things and just who we are that is making a difference and has people coming to know this light. Sometimes we get to where we, well, we don't always want God around. Have you ever been in one of those moods? Where things aren't just right. George MacDonald wrote a few years ago and Andrew Ragnar shared. First of all, MacDonald wrote, Come to me, Lord, I will not speculate how, nor think at which door I would have thee appear, nor put off calling till my floors be swept, but cry, Come, Lord, come anyway, come now. Doors, windows, I throw wide, my head I bow. 
and sit like someone who has so long has slept that he knows nothing till his life draws near. Dr. McDonald, and I think for many of us, we get to that point where we think that we need to get right before we can talk to God about coming into our hearts. We want everything perfect. But that's what's unique about Christianity, and Elvin Rogner shares that. God has not asked that we be perfect or even religious. We need not meet no standard of saintliness before he will come. He only asks that we let him come. At first thought, this seems too easy. I mean, does he make a judgment between good and evil? Would he have come to a Nero or a Genghis Khan or a Hitler? He did not come to a Paul while Paul was still... He did come to a Paul while Paul was still hating Christians and stalking them to their deaths. There is something preposterous about God wanting us at all. None of us is good enough through and through. We are a motley crew for a holy God. We despoil his earth and we often ignore or despise one another. The strange story of the Bible while we call the gospel is the good news that he is so greedy to have us that he sent his only son to die in an effort to reclaim us. No religion in all the world is quite as audacious as the Christian faith. All other religions imply that only by a good life does a person invite the presence of God. One's house had better be cleansed, cleansed of sin before God will deign to take up residence. Whatever, whatever unsavory crowd we may be entertaining, greed, pride, lust, if we are in earnest about having the Lord as an honored guest and friend, he will help us evict the intruders. Once they begin to leave, we will know the peace that only the Lord can give. Isn't that great? Thinking about that God takes us as we are. We all know that song, Just As I Am, without one plea. God comes to us at that time. Not when we got everything swept and cleaned up, but he just comes because he loves us as we are. There's another section where when we talked about the night coming, Her children are not the only ones who fear the darkness. Night has often been depicted as a time of anxiety and dread. Jesus actually gave symbolic meaning to the night when he said, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night comes when no one can work. Jesus' picture of night represents the end of opportunity for work of life. Luke remembers the night was approaching for three travelers and he talks about the road to Emmaus. And they asked him to stay with him, with them, because the night was coming. And he agrees to stay. And so then it is the evening for one world when hope is hard to find. It is evening for our world when hope is hard to find. Evening in our families when troubles come. Evening in our lives when we experience loss, illness, pain, or grief. And we know that night will come at our death and at the end of this age. 
we too pray to the risen master. Stay with us, Lord, for it is toward evening. Now hear this. In Jesus Christ, God has come in God's people. In Jesus Christ is God's pledge to stay with us. Emmanuel, God, with us promises. I am with you always. I will never fail nor forsake you. Jesus' presence sustains us in the evening times of life. His promise stretches past the darkness into the brightness of day. As Revelation pictures the new age, and there shall be no night there. Don't you look forward to that day? No night. Daylight to work, to live, to celebrate, to enjoy community, to be joyful in the presence of God, to sing, to laugh, to be at peace. What a day that will be. And that is what is coming to us. And those two men walking with Jesus, their hearts burned because they caught a vision of that. May our hearts burn as we catch vision of a God of light, of joy, of peace. No more darkness, no more, no more illness, no more death. Life with the God who says yes to life and all the things that go with it. It's good. It is good to be God's child. Amen. Christ, whose glory fills the skies, Christ, the truth, the only light, Son of righteousness, arise, triumph for the shades of night, day spring from on high be near, day star in my heart Dark and cheerless is the morn, unaccompanied by thee. Joyless is the day's return, till thy mercy's beams I see, till soul of mine pierce the gloom of sin and grief fill me radiancy divine scatter all my unbelief more and more thyself display shining to the perfect day Let's confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. 
On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. justice is sure, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of the covenant, let us read your word with the same surprise and wonder as King Josiah, each time as if we are reading it for the first time. Guide us through your holy scriptures into a life of love, grace, and mercy for all people. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. In the very beginning of scripture, you called us to tend to your natural world. Hold us to that call that we might work diligently to reverse the damage we have done and restore your creation to wholeness. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. Inspire all who participate in lawmaking at any level so that our laws might be just guides for the flourishing of all our communities, nations, and the world. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. Bring peace to all who struggle with challenges to their physical and mental health or who are walking through grief, especially Kelsey Zamuda, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Maury Nicholson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Crerup, Randy Goglin, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, Ron Wilson, Jean Hoisington, Haylin Hoisington, Pete and Diane Fall, Dean Muse, Jocelyn Burdick, Mindy Spoford. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for comedians whose wry social commentary or grasp of the mundane makes us experience the cathartic and healing power of laughter. Remind us always that you are a God of joy and laughter and help us to see your sense of humor in the world around us. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. We remember the example of those saints in our lives who have honored your commandments in all they said or did. Keep us steadfast in your word in memory of them until we live together in your eternal reign. God of justice, in mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we turn all these things over to your tender care, trusting that you hear and answer all our prayers, spoken and unspoken through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your Spirit. 
people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbor. Let us pray. O God, you fulfill your promise to care for us each day. We respond by fulfilling our promise to be your people. As a sign of our faithfulness, receive these gifts and use them for the care and keeping of every beloved child of God. Amen. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, 
This is my new covenant, my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear these, wor these words from Jesus. The body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear these words from Jesus. The blood of Christ shed for you. Now, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amber, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Through every day.